I could not see the light at the end of the tunnel when I was in some of my darkest moments, forcing me to shed the version of myself that could not go where I was going. No matter how successful I was, I was numb. The version of myself that I have found, I would not have found her without the ugly invitation into the most intimate, deepest relationship with myself. And this concept means so many things to me beyond financially wealthy. Rich in community, rich in connection, rich in network, rich in health, rich in family, rich in opportunity. Welcome to the transition. Welcome to the new podcast. Welcome to the new concept. And welcome to my new life, rich in real life. Before we jump into today's episode, I could not let you go any further without inviting you to one of the most incredible women's communities and events that you will ever go to to start off your 2023 on the best foot. I promise you that. If you have never heard of Innovative Income Summit, you must go check it out now, innovativeincomesummit.com. It was a woman's, it's a two-day summit that was created over three years ago. There have been seven events since then. This is something you cannot miss. Not only is it an opportunity to sit in a room and acknowledge that you want more and you know your purpose is deeper and more divine than where you may currently feel like you are at, but it is an opportunity to create new connections, invite new women into your life, possible partnerships, maybe start new businesses, learn from incredible six and seven figure experts. But not only that, we use one of those two days to prioritize your healing because if you know anything about business ownership, growth at any level, even if you are in a high level career, that as you choose to grow, it will be the greatest self-development journey you will ever go on. And so one of those two days is spent on prioritizing your healing with profound healing experts, people that we have tested and we know personally to be tried and true because they've helped us on our own personal journeys when it comes to growing ourselves and growing our business. This is the premier event to attend when you are deciding that 2023 is the year that you will elevate to a new level, both personally and professionally, because we will do all of that in one room. And side note, one of those nights of the event, we will be having a rich in real life after dark panel. And so we will be taking our six and seven figure female experts and be sitting with them and having some true girl chat. And we invite you, it's a pajama party and you come in your funnest of pajamas and come sit on the floor with us with popcorn and blankets. And we are going to have us a ball. So this two day event will be something you do not want to miss. It's the best way to start off your 2023. And so I'm inviting you now to get a seat, to sit in this room with us and join us. And especially, you already know I want to give you a hug. So head over to InnovativeIncomeSummit.com. The event is January 21st and 22nd, all day Saturday and all day Sunday. And I cannot wait to give you a big hug and see you in this room. I cannot wait to see you there. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Rich in Real Life. I am here with another incredible guest and boy, oh boy, are you in for a treat because the gems this guy be dropping. I can say that I am blessed beyond measure to know him. You will be blessed beyond measure to follow him because if you are building a business, whether you are in the starting phases or you are in the scaling phases, because you will learn quickly that the things that got you there will become a liability at scale. (laughs) Um, You need capital. 
you need capital and you need, uh, sometimes we need to grow quicker than we're ready for. And it requires a little bit of risk of us. And I don't know about you, but if, if you, if you've ever earned, used your own cash to do so, shit can be a little painful. Uh, and so that's why it's so important, uh, to talk about business credit. And if I were personally honest, the reason why I love having this guest on the show is because your girl know, I didn't know shit about it. And I still feel like I'm in the dark about it is because I don't feel like this information is readily available out there for you to just understand. And it's almost like we have to go to some of the deepest, darkest places to bring up some of these secrets when it comes to cleaning your credit, when it comes to personal guaranteeing something, when it comes to building business credit and being eligible for business funding, because we think you have to be a multimillionaire to do so. And I'm here to tell you this person is going to de debunk all of that. So I'm so excited to introduce you to someone that I um, really like to call a friend, someone that I uh, connected with a year and some time ago, and I'm so thankful that I did. And just someone that is going to help you grow your business and scale if and when you are ready. And really just, I'm telling you y'all, just wait, just wait for this shit. Um, so I'm really excited to introduce business coach, funding finance educator and friend. Irvin, a.k.a. Irv Official. Man, what a warm intro. No pressure, right? <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. None. My goodness. <laughs> now, now he has to deliver. Now they're like, okay, now I, I got to hear what he has to say. But I, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I really am. I um, When we connected, I, you know, you're genuine. I've, I've seen what you've been doing. You know, whenever we, we catch up, you kind of just update me on what you have going on. And I've just been a fan of your work and what you have going Thank on, you. which has been awesome to see. Seriously. Yo, every time we talk, it's like I just send a couple audio messages and we're just like, OK, connect yeah. this thing. Let's stay connected. How do yeah. we kind of keep updated with each other? Plus, you have this insane life that we're going to talk about in a minute. Uh -huh. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's crazy. But you set out on a journey um, a while back to really educate people. And I'm going to ask you the most elementary asked question, but I want to know yeah. where this was derived from. Mm -hmm. Where did you say, like, other people need to know about this shit? Uh, I guess I was kind of seeking for what I for what I needed. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a season in my life. Uh, we were living in South Florida. I've told you this story, but uh, for those of you guys that don't know, I was living in South Florida at the time uh, with my wife in a brand new market. At the time, I was selling real estate. Uh, mm -hmm. My wife was uh, was pregnant. We were expecting our our first one, which was our daughter, Jubilee. Um, first one, you can tell that there's <laughs> yeah. more than one you when you that. say it like that. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna start off with a cliffhanger. <laughs> um, so pretty much what ended up happening that was about four years ago is I just ran my my credit to shambles, trying to figure out how can I scale my business. And as entrepreneurs and business owners, you know this thing called business credit, it's a little bit trickier, especially with you know just some of the terminology that banks use, which hopefully we can kind of like debunk some of the things that they use, which is really just code for you know this. I'd say this overextended grammar that you don't even need to know. Mm. So we try to keep it simple. So I was I was hoping to have that in my life of man, if there if only there was someone that would tell me, hey, this is how you build business credit. Hey, you don't want to do this with your personal credit because now you're kind of commingling your funds with your business account. And so kind of fast forwarding, I ended up, you know, hurting my credit completely, ended up rebuilding it. And then I ended up discovering this thing called business credit, uh, which is now what we are pretty much using to scale and help entrepreneurs scale their businesses. I think I felt like he was talking to me personally. So <laughs> um, if you've ever started a business and failed or started a business and been successful and been unaware of the availability around business credit, you too have used your personal credit oh, yeah. and let that shit go to shambles oh, yeah. um, because you need 
capital. You need cash. You need equipment. You need staff. You need, yep. and things happen. God forbid you are always, and I, I hate to sound so negative when I say this, but I've only learned this the hard way is like, I've been one mistake and one emergency away at all times yep. from like, everyone's like, well, you need to save and you need to have, you need to have this bank account that has, um, you know, your OPEX account, or you need to have cash in, in reserves to yes. Until one wrong move one wrong move and then yeah. you have to spend an immense amount of cash on a piece of equipment L low key L hold on low key my keyboard broke yesterday on my mac that'll run you some literally that'll and i was like some. literally this was me i was on a call and i hit the button and the letter e came off and i was like god i don't have don't don't make me spend 1500 today <laughs> like this is me i was like <laughs> shit like, <laughs> there's an expense that i was not ready for on top of I have to pay my staff. I have to, and hold on. I want to bring this part up because I'm, I'm going to dig a little hole, but we're going to get out of it. I was listening to a webinar the other day and this woman said this, and I said, that's exactly how I fucking feel. As she said, 90, whatever the percentage is, mm -hmm. whatever percentage of businesses fail, but people within the first five years, but people don't talk about why. And she said, it's because this uncanny place that we get to between the quarter of a million and 800 to a million that, that all business owners get to that you are tons of cash in, mm -hmm. you are paying yourself, mm -hmm. you're paying the business, you're paying the contractors and the employees, the insurance and all the things that are required. You are paying taxes now because yep. holy shit, IRS does not play. Oh, they'll um, come for you. You're playing, you're paying the IRS, you're paying for any emergencies and yeah. you're trying to put cash in a fund to grow the business, yes. to invest and scale. And you have zero dollars left over, zero margins or zero space for mistakes. Yes. And I was like, that's where I feel like I'm at. Yeah. Because you, you're like all this money, no. where'd it go? <laughs> no, it's not there. It's not there. You still feel like sometimes like if if you don't know what you're doing, if maybe you're in this space, you start making all this money and it still feels like when you first got into business. Yeah. Where it's like you're still reaching and you're like, am I ever going to make it out of this hole? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Okay. So let's start like elementary because I did ask my audience what were some things that they wanted to know. And they asked a great question, which is something that like I just feel like I kind of learned through was um, business credit versus PG. Like your personal guaranteeing stuff, mm -hmm. because just because I have an LLC and an IEN number and mm -hmm. I go to get a credit card does not mean that this be now becomes my business credit card. Correct. Correct. Or my business line of credit. Yes. So what is the difference and how do we differentiate the two? Great question. So one of the ways that I like to explain it is your business credit is pretty much the extension or pretty much your business's ability to obtain financing or funding through your business's name. Right. Mm -hmm. So we'll go ahead and say that Irv is, you know, me, myself, right, with mm -hmm. my social uh, with my birth certificate, that's me. Then I have, let's say, my LLC, Herb Official LLC, just for yep. using that for an example. The birth certificate on that is the LLC, but the EIN, which is the employer identification number, is seen as a social security number. And that's what we use on business credit applications. So that's on the business credit side. If yes. I wanted to get, let's say, a business credit card, a business line of credit. Now, when it comes to PG, that means personally guarantee. Correct. Sorry. When, when no, that's mm -hmm. fine. Personally guarantee, personally guarantor, whatever, you know, however you want to say it, but it's used interchangeably. And so what, what ends up happening is that business owners say, well, I don't want to personally guarantee, but you have to think of it of your business like a child. And so mm -hmm. when your child goes to buy a car or when your child is trying to buy a house, their credit may not be able to stand alone. Yes. So as a responsible parent, we want to co-sign on their behalf so that they can continue to grow. And so as our businesses are growing, maybe we don't have enough business credit established yet, 
PG is just another another word. Again, we want to make it simple today. For I'm going I'm going to co-sign for my baby, which is my business. Is there a way? I'm asking it. Is there a way to build or begin a line of business credit uh, without PGing it? Like first time. First time, if you're looking for just a a loan line of credit, no. Uh, with business credit cards, yes. Those are known as fintech companies. Oh, and that's like what is that like the Divi and the yes. Okay. The Vivis of the world. Okay. Yeah. And is Vivis, that a good the, way? The Brexes of the world. Yes. To begin business credit. It is, but you have to you have to be careful. And so this is again a conversation that, that we have with our clients is yes. and now we were having this kind of yes. off camera. If you don't know what you're actually going to do with those funds, then I would start off with a traditional business credit card, even if you have to PG it, because it allows you to carry a revolving it, it it's a revolving credit card that allows you to carry a balance. Mm. So those are your, your American Expresses your business inks, your Bank of America, a business cash versus a Divi, I can access $50,000 in, let's say, business credit, non-PG, because it sounds cool. Yeah. But I use 10000 Guess what? It has to be paid the following month since it's a charge card. 10000 10000 Oh, ouch. Wasn't well, no. ready for that. Okay. I'm going to backtrack, and I feel like this might be a dumb question. Um, when you start your business, you go get your LLC. You are then given an EIN number, which is your business social security number, like you said. Um, mm -hmm. But in order for you to build business credit, you have to have a DUNS number. Yes. And uh, I don't know about anyone else, but no one told me that. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> so I had a business for a full year and someone was like, where's your DUNS number? And I was like, hold on, let me pull up my business certificate. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's not on here. <laughs> but like, you don't have yeah. one? And I was like, no. So one interesting thing for me was it doesn't matter how long you're in business if you have not if applied for this, it. if you have not built it, like congratulations on your successfully yeah. built business. If you have not done anything to actually build your business credit here nor there, like I remember the uh, talking to someone and he was like, my CPA connected me with someone and he was like, so you have this much cash going in and out of your business every month. And I was like, yeah, he's like, no credit cards. And I was like, no, mm -hmm. he's like, you spend this much on travel every month for your business. And he was like, good news is you always know how much money you have. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, because you don't put anything on credit cards. He was like, bad news is nobody's tracking this. <laughs> like, yeah. He was like, there's yeah. no success in this. You have all this money coming in and all this money coming out and you have nothing to show for it. I have to. Have to be able to track it. And that's another thing about business credit that I that I like. It's it allows you to separate your personal from your business finances. Yeah. And so you can just see, okay, if I haven't used my personal credit card, then you know for a fact it's a business expense. But when you're using your personal credit cards, you try to differentiate, okay, which one's which. And then you end up getting popped by the IRS with an audit because they cost they call this thing commingling. Mm -hmm. It's not because you were doing anything bad, it's just because it just raises a red flag for them. Now it looks like it's like you're running a fishy operation. Mm. And it also slows down your ability to scale because something that also you should know is that with business credit, it doesn't show on the personal side. And so if I have, let's say, $50,000 of business credit, I go out and I put $30,000 in a marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. That's not going to report on my utilization on my personal side. But if I were to use that with personal credit cards, I've blown up. Your credit. My credit. and it's it, shit. Yeah, and, and it's not going to get better until I pay that utilization back down to under 20%. Correct. Versus removing that liability and transferring the liability over to the business side. Okay, so let me um, explain to me a situation, like, because you've coached hundreds and hundreds yeah. of students on this. What is, like, a uh, best case scenario that you've seen where someone's <clears throat> been able to access, um, like, a great amount of business funding or business mm -hmm. credit, and they've done something really great with it? 
Great question. So we actually had a client two weeks ago. We were having a live coaching call. He was kind of just sharing what he's done. Um, his story was he had already built up a relationship with his bank. And so mm. I told him one of the one of the fastest ways you can access funding, especially if you're listening to this, is you want to see who do you already have a relationship with? Who have you been? Who do you have a business bank account with? Who do you have the most maybe personal cards with? Because those are nice little bridges that you can use um, so that you can build your business credit. And so he went out and he applied for, I believe it was three rounds of funding. So they gave him um, two business uh, two business cards and a line of credit. Mm. I think he was able to tap into 120, wow. 120,000. That was under 60 days. But remember the, 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 the frame, the framework and the ground level was already built. He just had to get pointed in the right direction. Yes. And that's what ends up happening with a lot of business owners, right? Uh, 120 used that for his trucking company. For his what? Trucking company. Oh my God. And probably tripled that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, pause. You said one twenty you said he did one twenty in sixty days. And let's talk about this time frame here because I've heard you talk about this on your Instagram before. Yes. Is double dipping. Yes. So Ah, you've been watching the content. You know. I love it. <laughs> okay. like, wait on. a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> they're gonna make me they're gonna be reaching the bag here. <laughs> Get it out. Let's see. Let's see. Let's, let, let, let's check out the archive. Let's see. Oh yeah, I dropped that one two weeks ago. All right, let's see it. <laughs> So double dipping that um, I just mm -hmm. love the way you explain your content. It's so simple to understand for someone like me who literally learns everything the hard way. Like I love getting like everything has to be like that the hard ass whooping. And then I'm like, oh, I get it now. Um, but you explain it in such an elementary way to understand. And you were at the bank because yes. you're always at the bank always at the bank. <laughs> or the dealership. But you were at the bank and um, you were like, I want to I think it was like a business loan and a business credit yes. card. And he was like, oh, okay, well, we're going to run an, uh, an inquiry again. Yes. You, you applied online, but we'll run another um, inquiry. And you were like, no, actually, it's from my understanding in the terms and conditions mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you only you ran yep. it once already. And that's more than enough. Yes. And so I'll give you guys a real life example uh, that I that that just if you're listening to this, if you have Citizens Bank in your area, mm. right? Citizens Bank allows you to go and get a soft pull approval with them. Mm. So they're going to pull with Experian in most cases, right? in most mm. instances. So that's a data point that I want to give you. They're most likely going to pull from Experian. Now with that, you're able to access two different products. You're able to access up to $25,000 with their business credit card, 0% for I believe six months, which is Holy pretty cool, crap. right? And then, the, and then in addition to that, with that same kind of like that soft pull that they're going to give you on the front end, you're also able to access a business line of credit up to $250,000. And that's revolving line of credit. And that's going to be a low doc. Low doc meaning they're not going to ask you for your tax returns. They're only going to ask, yeah, no, they're only going to, again, check your personal credit. And then they are going to ask you for at least three, month, uh, three months worth of bank statements. You should be able to receive that funding within two, three days. <laughs> I'm laughing because the guy behind the camera is on his phone. He's like, wait, he's, sit, 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 sit. <laughs> he's, he's back there. He's like, wait, let me, well, let me, see on, that. Let me pull that up. We got, sit, we got a citizen banging down the street. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's back this thing up for a second because I know someone's listening or me, um, like six months ago. Um, if your personal credit is shot, yes. like, let me tell you a wild ride to be on, but a very normal one is to be able to be like, yeah, I got a multi six figure business. Like all this money coming in and my personal credit is shit. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and people are like, why? Like yeah. I could buy whatever, but could not get an apartment if yeah. I tried. Like that, that was mean. That's how this journey started. Make it make sense. Yeah. But it's because yeah. you're like, oh, I need 4,000 to do this. My ten oh, I'm just going to grab a new credit yeah. card because my credit's okay right now. I'm going to do this mm -hmm. or I'm going to do that. Oh, I need, oh, my computer broke. 
There you go. I need another MacBook now. God. <laughs> like there's just all these things. And so if we're finding ourselves in this situation right now where it's like, I have a great business, but I can't go get a Amex with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 300,000 in, in business revenue, but a f- not a yet. Six, we'll, we'll work up to it. Right. Yeah. A six Oh five in credit. So what are some things people like in this situation, what can we do for like credit cleaning or, yeah. um, I mean, obviously we need to pay off our credit cards understood, but what are some things we could do to just start that? Journey? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. And I think that a lot of business owners, at least the ones sometimes that I come across is they have a misconception and an, uh, and an unhealthy relationship with what business credit is, mm. what business funding is. And so they think that they can just bypass having, you know, terrible personal credit, uh, you know, over kind of like over leveraged on the on the personal side, never taking, you know, never taking a look at that and saying, hey, I have to fix this versus, you know, just going into the business side. Here's what ends up happening. How we do Anything, any, everything, how we do anything is how we do it's everything. How we do everything. And so what ends up happening is that that creeps into our business, whether we know it or not. And no, so I think it has to do a lot more with how, how deeply rooted we are with how we see money and how we see oh. our finances on the personal side. And so what ends up happening is again, that creeps in over on the business side. And so anyone, anyone that I ever get in front of, in front of, I'm, getting, I'm in front of you right now. You want to make sure that you are working on your personal credit equally or as much that you are working on your business credit. Here is why your business, especially if you're less than a year old, less than two years old, especially when you compare it to big whales like these hedge funds and these Fortune 500 companies, you're still seen as a drop in the bucket, even if you're making mm-hmm. half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just keeping it real with you guys, even if you're making two million dollars. Right. Yep. And so that means that they're still going to take a look at your personal credit to see how you've been uh, behaving as a consumer because that's a clear kind of like uh, a clear code or note for them to be able to see, okay, if they've been like this on the personal side, then this is going to be really bad on the business side. And so it's actually works as a bankruptcy uh, detector for them with their algorithms. All right. You ready for my That's book? not too banky, is it? No, that was okay, good. Okay, just making sure. No, making, making, like, sure, making sure it's not like too banky no, or anything. No, this dove in to me and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to give you my bullshit and see where you take it. Ready? So... Last year, I made a big mistake. Uh oh. I hired one of those like credit companies to help me with my credit. Uh oh. And found out later my credit jumped up. Okay. It was great. There you go. And it was temporary. Uh oh. And then I looked at my credit and I couldn't figure <laughs> out what happened. And um, somehow, some way, there are five years missing off of my credit history. Cards that you had, accounts that you had. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it literally went from reading on Experian of eight years of credit history to three. Yeah. They swept you. They swept me. And I'm like, so is there anything else I can do besides time? Uh, Well, you can. And this is going to be just one of those things that sucks because you got swept. Yeah. And so there's really two ways that you can build time. Either A, which is the one that we want, which is either on the business side or on the personal side, you want your own accounts. Those are your those are your primaries. Those belong to you. That's, you know, it's under your business name that you own or it's under your name. Right. Yeah. The other way is going to be an authorized user. Ooh, and the yeah. authorized users like mom, dad, sibling, significant other where they can add you to their account. As a matter of fact, one of the ways that I started building my my personal credit was my dad. I think he had 15 years on his American Express. I'm, I'm uh, Bank of America. And so he actually added me as an authorized user and it gave me that age. 
Okay, wait, 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 wait. Nope, never mind. Nope, that's not a good question. But l- this is so important, and I want to explain why, especially those of you that think you're slick enough and have the audacity to go into business partnership. Mm. Let me tell tell you from the experience of being the bad person um, how you can fuck your business partner royally. Um, so we dealt with this with innovative income. Innovative income, um, lo and behold, always has great cash in the bank mm-hmm. because it is a cash business. It is, uh, oh my God, it is so expensive. Like you want to talk about that events leading up to a, a six figure price tag at this point to run it. Um, you know, and people are always like, oh my God, that must be so much. It costs so much money to run yeah. events. Have you ever done a 200 are, person event? Events are expensive. Oh my God. Every single thing that involves in that event. Kids' is- birthday parties are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> forget, forget an event. Kids' birthday parties are expensive. You want a giraffe and balloons? Oh That's 20 grand. God. Sit down. <laughs> I don't know what's the biggest gamma, a, a kid's first year, uh, you know, birthday he party or, or, or a wedding or he, a wedding. Will not remember or a wedding. Yo, I can't wait. Husband, if you're out there, because I know you are. Listen, it's you, me and 10 folks. And that's all. Listen. That's it. And I'm getting my white dress off of Fashion Nova. It's fuck it for me. Listen. We're getting married with a beach view, 10 folks, a hundred dollar dress. And we done. That's it. And we done. That's it. That's it. Because we got a lifetime to figure the rest of that shit out. Go to Cracker after this. <laughs> Listen, we're, we're reinvesting back into the future here. Yes. Like, seriously. We're picking up Cracker Barrel hash browns to go. Come on. So, so you're going with it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. So the event, it's, it's, pretty, yes. much, it's pretty much a, uh, you're, you're burning a hole in We're your burning a hole. And people don't even know this. I'll even be more transparent about this. The first year, my business partner, who was, God bless her, raised with great finance, financial education, um, PG'd everything with her own credit card because the business wasn't old enough to get business mm-hmm. credit card. And then we got a business credit card because the first year was literally her paying for it on her credit card, us getting the cash, paying off yeah. her credit card. And so she was building her credit. I'm building nothing. And <laughs> then we get a business credit card. And then when, or oh, yeah, we got a business credit card. And then anything we tried to get after that, after the LLC was created 50-50 with me, mm. Everything that we applied for after that got denied. And you're you're on the application? Yes. Okay. When I'm on the application, yeah. it gets denied. Yes. Because of me. Because yeah. of my credit. My yes. personal credit. Yes. So this is why it's so important in business partnership. Yes. Because poor thing, my business partner, shout out to Megan, um, on innovative income, she could get whatever she needs for us. So a lot of times, guess who has to be eliminated from the application? Keep her, keep her on the application. That's known as a credit partner. That's a nice little sidestep. Mm, I like that. Yeah. 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 I like that. But um, I was like, you know, at the first couple rounds, I just remember she's like, oh, I applied for this Amex. It'll be great. And like, it's, it's insane when you know you have that much in the bank. Yeah. And it was like denied, denied, denied. And she's like, what the fuck? And then it was like, oh, it's me. It's yeah. Me. I'm it's, the problem. Got to keep them off the application. Got to Got to keep them off. Not me beating the bad apple again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so all of the, I just wanted to shout that out because those of you with uh, looking to partner in business, yes. be mindful. Be mindful of, of who you're getting in a relationship with and, and the physical and, and, and even in the uh, business realm. Um, and for those of you guys that are wondering, you only need, or your business partner only needs at least 25% ownership in the company. You Ooh. were you were at 50, which is cool. Yeah. They need at least 25% so that they can be on it as a standalone. And so just make sure that they're on the articles of organization on the LLC. Boom. Love that. Okay. All right. So um, let's get into the personal. Yes. I hope we gave enough gems with that. Irv's that guy. So follow him. Where can they follow you? 
At Irv Official. At Irv Official. The real one. I don't have a blue check yet. You know, and there's these fake accounts that keep coming up and it's like, oh my God. They say that's the beginning of like, once you do that and then you can like call it so Instagram, many. but you need more like articles and stuff. And then yeah. you can say, hey, Instagram. I, re- I refuse to, I refuse to buy my way there. I'm, I'm, I'm so stubborn. I can just reach in my phone and say, hey, get these articles out there. And I'm just so stubborn. I'd rather get the right press. The no, right fuck. Shout out yeah. to that. Shout out to you for that. Mm. I love that because like, if y'all don't know, you could pay twenty five hundred to six grand right now to almost yeah. anyone on the planet and get a not a fake. You could get a, featured in any <clears throat> one of these articles. A blue ticky. Yeah, and then tell Instagram that you're featured in all these articles and get yourself a blue check. Yeah. Um, but shout out to you for everything you've done is organic. Mm-hmm. You don't run ads. Don't run like, ads. Like I think that's incredible because it's it it gets us back to providing value. Yes. Impact changing lives. And really providing people with this transformative piece. And you will be seen. And it might be a little bit of a slower grind. But you know what? I'm cool with the journey. 100%. You know, and we were talking about it earlier. The the invisible hand, right? Mm. Especially in your business. If you're building a brand, pay very close attention to this. There's the invisible hand with the type of work that you put out. And how you come across to an audience or even the people that you want to work with. The invisible hand is word of mouth. Word of mouth can either build your business and what you're working on. Or it can absolutely crush it. Because one person... Flat out tells another person, hey, don't ever call this guy or don't ever call this gal. They did me dirty or they don't follow through with with what they say. Or even worse, even worse, for those of us that are over-promising and under-delivering with our products, with our content, just to get the click, I would rather, and I was having this conversation with a friend of mine, I told them, bro, the copy on your page is cool, but can you provide that? Because Mm. if you can't provide that, take it off. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do you more harm. And so I would rather, let's say, versus telling somebody, oh, we're going to, let's say, help you get a million dollars in funding. Dude, that, that, might need, that, that might be too much for the majority of the people that are out there looking at that. So, hey, we can get you your first $50,000 in funding. See what you can do with that first. To me, that's more attractive because we do that like clockwork. Yeah. And so same thing with you and your business because I've seen what you've been doing. Yeah. And with you, I honestly think that she underpromises and she overdelivers <laughs> with her. Yeah. And, I, and I'm and I'm just being honest because that's you. that's what I've seen. And word gets around. I'm like, you know, I know her. I could vouch for her. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But that's to me, that's the exciting part. Is yeah. like, let me tell you a little bit about what this looks like, and then I hope you're. I just had that happen with the last couple of clients, like bigger names. Their person will actually reach out to me, and because we do a pretty hefty package, we do mm-hmm. a big package. And um, I've had the last couple people reach out to me and say, hey. Uh, this person just wants to kind of try you out yeah. like a couple episodes mm. and see how they we, I've had this happen with my last three clients. And then and and we joked the other day, it's like I always get the call back. Yeah, I get the call back. Yeah. They're like, hey, love it. Uh, s- send me the whole season. What's send me the proposal for the whole season? Like I want the sampler. Yeah, they, yeah. Want the sampler, they want the sampler, which is fine at that level sample. Hey, try hey, me out. Try seriously, it. <laughs> let, seriously. let me show you what we can do. Um, but. I love that about you. And another thing I want to say about you, and I think this is so few and far in between and, and such a great balance to watch with you because you are a father of many babies. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but there's people that I think online use spirituality and God as a tool mm. um, and le- leverage. We're going to hurt some feelings today. Yeah, we're going to hurt some feelings. Yeah, we don't that's, know. That's cool. We seem to not know how to do anything else. Let's do um, it. Let's go right at it. Shoop, jumps in. Let's see. Um, pulls out AK-40. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 we know it. We know the energy when we've seen it. We've, 
you all know what I'm talking about. I have watched someone where I'm like, do you actually do that stuff for real? And not just in a business standpoint, but like, do you surrender to God the way that you're talking like you do? Mm. Do you believe in God? Do you uh, use his word the way that you say you do? Or are you just speaking to people because you think that your audience believes in God as well that way? And they want to hear that from you. And, um, or we've seen people fast track their success, which is what's got so many of us envious right now. So many people watching and seeing people create multi-millions in six months because, um, and it's not to say that it doesn't happen through being viral and mm -hmm. whatnot, but people have found a lane and they pay their way through it, mm -hmm. whether they leverage it or whatever they do. And then now we're like, it's not happening fast enough for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw a post you did the other day and you said, uh, for men looking to be successful in business, here's four ways. And your first way was, or you said men in their 20s, and you said the, the first 20s. way is to build your relationship with God as quickly as you can. Yes, because I think that there's a lot of people that are walking out there, specifically men. I, I can at least speak for the males. There's a lot of males that are walking out there that, unfortunately, they just don't know who they are. And since they don't know who they are, they ascribe to anything that's, that society tells them is, is cool. And so they get their worthiness based off of pretty much what their audience tells them, which can also be equally as dangerous. We're serving our audience, but we don't need our audience to validate who we are. There's a big difference there. Do you know what I heard in this? Is I heard all the people that are like pivot jumping, like- uh, We see it all the time. Turo, real estate, credit, business financing. And that's where that's where it comes back in again. Popcorn playa. Because remember, popcorn playa. Remember what we <laughs> mentioned earlier, you guys. They're watching your personal credit because they're going to be able to see how you manage your business side, right? Putting credit aside, how you manage your personal life is also going to see how you start popcorn player through different businesses and, and, and industries that you think you're good at yes. just because you see your friends popping it off. Shiny object. Shiny object syndrome. Calm down. I, I'm sorry, but has anyone noticed like, and this is not me like talking shit, but I'm just like every everyone in Turo has now had to sell, sell off their cars. Yes. Everyone in Airbnb is now like... Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> the market's turning, rules are regulating, yep. uh, banks are tightening up with, you know, even what you can do with... Uh, some of the cars that you got, you know, in the in your business name, but you don't have a business insurance, which you're just going to get yourself hurt, right? Yep. They're recalling their cars or they're just calling for the loan, which means that they're asking or they're telling you to pay for the full amount that you owe if that's the game that you want to play. So those are your two options with now you've cut yourself out of business. And again, it goes back to not understanding who you are and the type of business that you want to run and the people that you want to serve. Not necessarily the people that you, you know, are held hostage to, because again, that's a big difference. I'm, you know, we're going to serve each other, but I'm not hostage to you. Mm. God, this is good. Ugh. And it's, it's been cool to watch with you and I, because it's, um, I met you like a year and a half ago mm -hmm. and I felt like we've both felt the call to pivot a yeah. little bit. Like yeah. it comes because you're like, wait, is this, is my lane about to end? Like, do I see the end of the road it here? Comes. Yeah. And in reality, it's just an opportunity for a slight pivot. Yeah. Maybe really what becomes growth, like yes. massive scale. Um, and you're like, oh, that was mm -hmm. just like a little swipe, like go left a little bit, a little bit. Um, and I've realized tried and true to everything is like, as I've stayed the course, yes. um, my name has built a name for itself. 100%. And I feel I've like that's that. what's happened with you. Yeah. So, you know, the audience, the audiences have been growing organically. I, I put up a post the other day, um, you know, at the time of this recording, we just hit a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. We grew more in the last 60 days than we did in the first four years. Oh my God. When I met you, you had like 14,000 followers. Yeah. 
You were like, oh my, I'm blown up off of TikTok right now. And I, I watched you go from like 14 to 40 real quick. Yeah. So yeah. we hit 14 to 40 and then pretty much the summer has just been going crazy. I don't I honestly don't know what it is. I, I, I want to say it's word of mouth. Like the only thing that I can say is like, I have a couple of posts that I put up and they just happen to go crazy, yes. but I never create content for, for, for virality. I just create content out of being, you know, a servant and wanting to serve my audience value. But you do, you break things down in such a small educational bite-sized yeah. way that I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know that. Like it's, you know, you know, there's one thing that I've learned. And I think early on when I was creating content is I wanted to use these big words and I wanted to sound, you know, <laughs> I wanted to have this proclivity to, to sound like, like a genius, right? And what ended up happening was I would lose a lot of the people that I would speak to. And so I figured out that, you know, if we uh, simplify it, yes. one, I have to teach it to myself four or five times before I actually give it to my audience. Mm. That's the first thing. So now you actually know it inside out, left, right, north, south, east, west. But the other side of that is that I think that when I try to, and I'm speaking for me, right? But maybe you can see your reflection in this. When I try to maybe... Um, exaggerate the complexity of an issue versus mm. simplifying it. I'm just feeding my own ego. Because now I just want it to feel like you have to listen to me because this is harder than what it really is. My goal now is I want to make it as easy as possible. <laughs> I'm fucking dumbfounded right now. The, I mean, does, does that make sense, this right? This makes so much sense. Yeah. Did you hear what you... Uh, because and this is what happens when we hang out. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> this is what happens right here. I'm always like, what? No, because and I just want to give like a clean example for someone. Like it's I just remember <clears throat> when um churro came out. Yes. Right? And everybody was like, then everyone started selling a churro course. Yes. And I was like, okay, guys. Yes, like there's some loopholes and some things you need to understand. And like we wanna we get this fear about everything. So I want to be careful when I say this. Will people be like, oh, you can just Google it. Like yeah, you could Google podcasting. You could also do it wrong. You could Google business credit. You could also do it wrong. There's 50 different ways mm -hmm. that you'll be told how to do it. And good luck trying to do it by yourself. 100%. One, I don't even need to tell you that. Two, you'll be back anyway. Yeah. But three, for Turo, it was like, you could literally like download the app and put your car on there. Yeah. And, and open it up for rent like it was like and then people were like you're gonna like people almost sold you into scarcity yes to make you think you had to have this course to be able to scale a business and i remember people like posting their sales revenue yeah in turo and it would be like sixteen thousand. Yeah. and you know us we know how to read like a stripe or something i'm like yo that's six months yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. if you divide sixteen thousand by six months it's like three thousand a month you, like, can, you can make you can make more at, at your day job yeah like, don't quit yeah. your job for this shit like, don't quit your job for it but Undo it was it. like leading into scarcity yeah. or you must have this in order to do this and that is such an ego filler and a it's a falsified authority builder yes and and here's and here's the thing for the people kind of like going off of what you said well i can just google this or i can go on youtube because we get that yeah we, we understand we're, we're, we're in the information business but here's here's the thing every business every business that you can think of the person that has the advantage is the one that has the information but i wanted to take it a step further right because it's mm. all information arbitrage at the end of the day that's all it is information it's arbitrage. all information arbitrage the person that has the leverage is the person that carries a little bit more information than you but let's go ahead and give all the information away what makes you think that somebody like jess information is the only thing that she has to offer mm. damn like really think about i can google it 
Yeah. 100%. You can Google it. Yeah. The application, the accountability, the execution, the ability to pivot. Mm. Can't Google that. Mm. We could have yeah. a part one and a part two with this. <laughs> oh, and see, that's why that why was I was just talking about this in Mastermind the other day, and I won't get too far off topic, but like there's a reason why I have an agency and a done with you service mm-hmm. or done for you and a done with you. Yeah. I don't do coaching anymore. And for you, you don't do done for you because of the legalities of the, it. Yeah, Obviously, a lot, a lot. otherwise you probably way more would. moving parts. Yeah. Exactly. But for me, the done for you allows for me <clears throat> to um guarantee that that close to perfect product. Mm-hmm. And so people have a vision and I'm like, oh, I can 10X this vision. Yes. Let me 10X this vision. That's so easy. Like I see exactly where you're going. I know all the little prints for this. Let's blow this thing out of proportion. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. You know, and then the done with you is, okay, maybe you don't have the funds for that, but I will hold your hand and I'll make sure you do it the right way versus just like the simplicity of what Google's going to tell you. They're two good business models. Exactly. Versus like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that podcasting is the only way for you to grow your business. It is the way that I grew my business. It's the way that I built authority, but vulnerability and transparency is my love language. It is the way that I communicate with people. It is how I share. I put words to feelings that people don't understand about themselves. I try to put words mm-hmm. to things that people don't understand, period. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just turned that tool and and my love for storytelling and, and ability to drop into fascination into a viable business model. And I freaking love what I do versus there's a lot of people out there that are just trying to find anything, monetize it, and then scare the shit out of you into thinking that you absolutely must have it or yeah. therefore your business will not survive. And there's a huge difference between, and I'm not, you know, big up to us, but shout out to us because fuck that. Um, shout out to us because we're doing this with staying in a lane, being intentional, being impactful, and like really giving people the best result we possibly can. I love when people say stay in your lane. I created this lane. Oh, come on. I created this lane. You mean stay in your lane? I created this lane. Of course I'm in my lane. I stay in your lane. Dude, this is my lane. I own this lane. This is <laughs> Herb Official Lane. Business business funding Yo. lane. <laughs> And even if, and, he, and the thing is, is that even if you wanted to maybe jump out a little bit to maybe introduce another facet of you, that's yeah. cool too. Yes. Which now, like, if I wanted to talk about kids, dude, I have four. Oh my God, we got to talk about I, that. I can introduce that facet. Okay, mm-hmm. hold on. Rewind. Yeah, you could, because you're a father of four and literally be like, how do you, how do you manage uh, business and children and marriage? Listen. And your name goes next to it. <laughs> listen, if you don't have any kids, I'm talking to this side right here. <laughs> Zoom it in, crop it out. If you don't have any kids and you are not growing your business the way that you want, you are mismanaging your time. <laughs> You're mismanaging your time. Like that, that's all I can tell you. We've we've grown more this year, really over the last 90 days, while my kids were in and out of NICU than what we did last year. Oh my god. And I and, and I think that that came from even myself having to break like this paradigm of I have to be in the trenches 12 hours. And even then I'll catch myself like, oh, I gotta be in the trenches 12 hours. Versus, wait a minute, what am I doing with the four that God's allowed me to take care of? And so I think I can get four hours of deep work versus stretching out those four hours into 12 hours, which is what 99.9% of failing entrepreneurs do. Bruh. Okay, listen, I just said this, you and I talked about this behind the scenes, of like, when you have a child, you're like... What what exactly did I have the audacity to think that I was busy in my downtime 
when now my downtime goes to my kids. So That's harder no than running a business. Actual downtime. There's no downtime. So you have to be so intentional about the business time yeah. that you have. Like when people are like, when I call people at like three, this still, we just talked about envy. We got to talk about this. Seriously. And I will call someone that does not have kids. God bless you guys. This is no shade to you. This is actually my envy. I hang myself with this envy. It is yeah. not your problem. It's mine. But I will call someone without kids and they'll be like, like 3, 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And this is my schedule. I'll call them 3 p.m. and they're like, hey, yeah, I just got my nails done and I'm just whatever. And it's not just because they're so wealthy, but they don't name, they don't base their schedule off of a nine to five. Yeah. And I still base mine off a nine to five because I pick my son up at six. Yep. So once the, the clock hits and I pick him up, let me tell you how much of a shit he doesn't give that I have work yep. to do. So my work must end when I pick him up because he will literally at four years old now be like, mommy, you working? You're not paying attention to me? Yep. Like he'll get upset. Yep. And so- I'll call them at three and they'll be like, yeah, I just did this and I did that and da, da, da. And then, yeah, I'm going to work later. And I'm like, my day's over. Yeah. My day's over. What do it's, you mean you're going to work later? It's like, no, it's different. I'm like, bitch, how do you have this life? What, what? And, and the thing is, and I, and I think you're kind of like that too, is is um, I enjoy working more than just about anything else. It's, yes. it's kind of like my escape for some people. Yep. You know, it's, it's going, I actually enjoy working. So I enjoy building. I enjoy trying to figure things out. And so when I can't have that, I feel like I'm being deprived. Which, again, to some, it could feel like, okay, that's, you know, it, it feels toxic. It could be, right? I'm just being open here. Yeah. I'm just being yeah. open. I don't, I'm not really the biggest fan with traveling, which is why you never really see me talk about travel hacks with my content. And yeah, credit cards. you don't. They're, I don't. Why, and, and you could, because that would be such an attractive end. It'd be but a you lie. don't. It would be a lie. It's not you. It would be a lie. And so I can give I you guys- I thought you were somewhere the other day. Did you go somewhere? Where? Did you go to Italy or something? No. No, I, but you were at a pool in Orlando or something? Yes, I was in her- your birthday. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, yeah. you said it was your birthday. And I went and looked and I was yeah. like, did he go? Did he travel? Then I was like, no. Orlando. He's in, he's in Orlando. I'm in Orlando. <laughs> that was like 10 minutes from my house. <laughs> so I, but the thing is, is I just enjoy work, but I have to remember that, you know, I have, I have my kids now and then I have my wife. And so obviously I try to, you know, as, as the husband, as, you know, um, you know, the, the father of these kids, I want to make sure that they also see that balance. And so. Speaking about balance, though, I don't believe that there's actual balance. I believe that you just get comfortable with being unbalanced. Oh, my God. Like, it just becomes a norm because I'm here right now, but I'm not with, with my family. So that that's suffering. Yes. I'm with my family, but I'm not in my business. So my business is suffering. Yes. And so I have to be comfortable with that balance. And that comes from being present, which is extremely difficult. Yes. I don't care what anybody says. That's extremely difficult. Being present is extremely difficult. I have to train myself. Yes. I have to go, oh my God, this, I've had to do this so many times. I'm like with my son and I, and with like intimate people, maybe my mother or whatever. And I'll, I'm like on my phone and I'm stressing about something and I'm sending an email and, da, 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 and then I'm like, wait a minute, you thought about this or you talked about this on a podcast the other day, or you said this, yep. that the intention of you doing this was to have more time freedom so that you could be more present with your son and your intimate family. And now it's not a matter of you're going to create so much income that that will come. It's a matter of you making the choice to be present in those moments. And then you'll create the life around that. And I go, okay, you got to stop right now. Yes. Every time. And I catch myself over and over and I'm like, present now, put the, put it down. The thing is that the income comes, but that thought never yes. really leaves. Because then you're looking for the next best project. Because then we're like, okay. This is the thing. I got it. I got the thing. Oh, we made a hundred grand this week. Damn, how can I make that in the next three days? Damn, how can I make that in, in one in a day? day? Damn, how can I make that with my two my, my two sales guys with me being a part of it less? 
And it it is just refine, you, refine, you, you refine, just keep refine. Moving the goalposts, and I yes. get it. We're in business, but we're also at least from from what I believe. And again, these are the thoughts that serve me well. I'm in no way imposing my thoughts, but I believe that you know we've been called to mind, body, spirit. And so you know, what am I doing with my spiritual life? What am I doing as as a husband? What am I doing as a father? Right, I, guys, I can't see how many business owners we run into. Yeah, that their relationship is just in shambles. Yo, we talked about this the last time we linked up was um, that how when you get this amount of money, people always say what they won't do. I'll never leave my family. I'll never do this. And you and I know so many multimillionaires. It's very enticing. That all of a sudden we're (laughs) like, yeah, he just left his wife. Yeah, he just left his family. Yeah, Yeah, he just moved across the country and left his wife and kids. And not to say that it sounds so bad and mm-hmm. like it's so intentional, but there's so many people that we've we've known that have said, I'll never, if I yeah. ever get a bag, I'll never do that. And they do. They do. It's so attractive because it's so easy to be like, like I can't even imagine with you. You you are married with four children. One to four. One to four. Yeah, for 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 those for those that one are to one, four. For those that, that are wondering, they're like, wait a minute. Did we miss a step here? Yes. So we, I have a three-year-old little girl. And then we were planning to have one more child, right? And then we went from one to four, meaning we ended up with triplet boys. And we we had just come off of a miscarriage that was last July, just come off of, uh, come off of a miscarriage, and we ended up getting triplet boys. God said you want more, and voila. So <laughs> that's that's three under three. Yeah. So she's she's three years old. She just turned three in February, and then the boys are turning four months. So answer this for me. Irv's got. The scale the business thing, I think. And I think you, you're you a quick learner. You're like me. Yeah. You, you I mean, got... there's still parts in there that I, I wish I could tighten up. But that just, I think even even us at 50, there's like things we're working on. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. You smack me a couple of times. I'll get the lesson. And then I'm like, yeah. okay, I got to clean this up a little bit. Okay, I got this. And you just become more comfortable. You yes. mentioned that. You become more comfortable with crap. Like my project manager is always like, why are you not freaking out right now? And I'm like, girl, this ain't. You just become comfortable, dude. This ain't nothing. We'll get, we'll be fine in two weeks. Relax. Yeah. Like it's yeah. good. We're good. I've been, I've seen worse. But how have you grown as an individual? Because I feel like these are things, I always say this. People say manifestation on 10 mm-hmm. speed. I feel like um, God teaches me my lessons on 10 speed because he's yeah. like, you got a lot of shit to do. So I need to get through these lessons real fast. Yeah. So what are some things you felt like you learned learned in the last year with, I know your children were in the NICU. Mm-hmm. You had three new babies. You are married. Your business scaled beyond. You said you did better in the last six months than you have overall yeah. in business. What are some of the things you learned uh, just, just to like, I know we said there's no balance, but just to grow as a person, as a man, and as a business owner? It's going to sound like a little nihilistic, a little nihilism, but I think that when you start to realize that none of it really matters. Mm. And for those of us that maybe, you know, read the Bible, right? That's also out of Ecclesiastes where the author's kind of like struggling. He's built this massive wealth. He's, he's, uh, he, he, he pretty much is the economy. He's the wisest man. And he says, none of it matters. Like, you know, I have all of this fortune. I have all this gold. Um, I have all of the accolades. None of it matters. And so I, I tie that in because, yes, obviously we we do work that we find meaningful. But when you're in the NICU and you're holding your kid's hand, that's the only thing that matters. And yes, in the back of your mind, you're thinking about your business, but you're not really thinking about, man, I really wish I could have fixed that one piece of copy a little bit better. Like that's the last thing. And so it translates over to I'm not in my deathbed, but I'm potentially watching all three of my sons in their, in their deathbed. Because they're all, all three are in NICU. Mm-hmm. And so that just kind of put everything into perspective of now, instead of feeling like I have to do this, like, you know, wow, 
this is this is gonna be cool that i'm gonna be able to do this wow wow oh my god um sorry i'm just so floored i'm i want to i want to wrap with this because i know you're a fan of russell brunson i love russell brunson <laughs> love russell brunson so you would have thought this was so cool i um i've talked about this exercise a couple times but i'm just going to chime in on what you say um because i just feel like you and i always get to connect we connect every like three six months just audio messages yeah. and i feel like we're always in the same place we're working we're super low maintenance dude yeah dude we are like cats <laughs> like yo i'm over there in the litter box she's over there like scratching this thing right here and when we meet up we're like yo what you been working on it's like wow no kidding whoa and then like three months later what's up what what's else? up what's what up what else <laughs> Um, and I, I think you would appreciate this so much is, um, so March, I went to Mexico. That was the uh, mastermind. Yep. His mastermind intimately. And, um, it was really cool to be in that setting with him because there's only 200 people, which is a lot, but like, that's a very intimate setting for Russell. Mm -hmm. So we're at this mastermind and you know, anything that he does is literally, uh, you go like, he brings in all these great people and whatever you get at the end from him, it's usually like some profound thing. He's going to bring you this new marketing. He over delivers. He over delivers every time. If that's somebody you learn from. And that's what I've modeled after. You know what I mean? Over delivery. Yes. Over delivery. And so you're going to either get like this new hot marketing tactic before the, the market does, or you're going to get like this, this tweak that he saw and it a hundred percent works or like something. And he gets on stage and he's like, I don't have the big marketing thing this time. And I'm like, oh shit. And he goes into this whole thing about how after all this growth and like, I'm talking about the man, you know, multi, yeah. multi millions. And he could, have, he, he could have exited for over a billion. Yes. He could have Somebody tried to buy the company. They took a private jet in a storm and he, then they were like, nah. <laughs> yeah, he could have exited just to put that into context. Yes. Yeah. Could have exited with billions, like mm -hmm. uh, bought a library, all these things. Right. And he's like, I spent the last year trying to figure out like what's next and talks about how he hired a health coach and went through all his vitamins and just like took a step back really and realized like, the, the the thing that everyone realizes, which is like, what is all of this for if I don't get to take my kids to school? What is all of this for if yeah. I'm 35 pounds overweight? Yeah. What is all of this for if I don't get to spend time with my wife? Yeah. And had us do this incredible exercise where we wrote down on us as many sticky notes as we could, um, all the things that brought us joy, things that made you smile. And then of course they prompted stuff and they played music. They did an incredible job with it. So it was like, you know, when you, when you make coffee in the morning, does that make you smile? When your kid has an aha moment, does that make you smile? When you get to wake up in the morning and it's quiet in your house and you go pick your kid up out of the crib, does it make you smile? Mm. Does you, does dinner with your wife and silence make you smile? Mm. Like it was just all these things. Like when's the last time you smiled and why is it walking outside? Is it this, is it that, is it tying your shoe? What is it? And write down as many as you can. And we wrote them all down. And then he had us, then he was like, okay, take a step back now categorize them, like bunch them together in groups. Like, do you have this, this, and this is an under self growth? Mm. Is it this, this, and this, is it in your routine? Is it this, is it Stripe notifications? Is it money? Is it earning mm. money? Is it this? And we did that whole exercice. And then at the end he was like, you know, raise your hand if, um, you have more than 10 things on here that are like directly business related, like revenue business related. And it was like less than a quarter of the room. And then he was like, okay, if you have more than uh, 10, you know, and it just got smaller and smaller. And he was like, if half of what you have on these, on this paper of sticky notes is business related or money re uh, revenue generating related, raise your hand. And like, nobody raised their hand. And he was like, mm. so we spend more than the allotted time per yeah. week 
on these things that we think are business related because we think if we're busy, we're leading the business somewhere with the intention of leading the business somewhere so that we can have more of this. But yet now you see on this paper that all of this you already have. Mm. You already have it. Yeah, that's good. So how do you get back to building a life by design and then literally gave us a schedule and was like, reschedule your weeks. And it was so minute, but like then, and then after we rescheduled it, he made us write our, um, I always mess this up, our eulogy. He made us write our own eulogy. Really? Yes. That's interesting. And as I did the schedule in the eulogy, I, I talked about this in another <clears throat> podcast, but I heard the clearest statement in my mind because I was writing the eulogy and I wrote, um, I could hear someone saying like she impacted hundreds and thousands of people through her platform and blah, 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 blah. And then literally I heard this voice in my head go, don't you find another fucking stranger to help until you help your son. Oof. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, like that, it, that'll, it, that'll get you. It came through so clear. And I was like, oh, like I was like, that was why I was here. Mm. Like I can go find 10 more programs to create and I can get more creative and I can study storytelling and I can drop into fascination better than what I think anyone else can to help more entrepreneurs yeah. spread their message and more freaking strangers. But if I don't build this business in a way that allows me to turn the focus on the one human that I was given, the fuck am I doing? Yeah. So good. What am I doing? Like, and so I just, I think I watch you and I'm like, I think, and I just think, and you tell me otherwise, I think you always find a way to keep it value focused, mm -hmm. keep it impactful. And um, I love that you just own that you don't have to be like anybody else. You don't have to be I've like I've been anybody wearing else. the same outfit for like the last 50 reels. <laughs> Not really the same outfit, but literally go back to the gallery. Steve Jobs of business funding. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. I um. I think part of that just comes from it gets exhausting trying to be someone you're not. It's so tiring. I would rather spend energy reinventing myself than trying uh, to catch up to the latest version of someone else. Better, better you for you. Like just the best thing is no one can put rules around it because no one can say that's how he does it. So that's how he, that's how you have to do it. Oh, these are my rules. I play by my rules. This is my game. This is in your game. So when people say. When people say, oh, you know, you guys aren't even on the same level. Dude, who said we're playing the same game? Mm. And guess what that does? When you own your own journey like that mm -hmm. and you play your own rules, you don't have to be jealous or envious of anyone. I had to learn that. Mm. I had to learn that because a lot of what I, so I'm naturally competitive. And so yes. a lot of what that comes from is comparing, okay, they did it like this at that age. So let me try to do that. You know, they did it at 35. Let me try to do it at 31. Yes. So, you know, they have this going on. So let me try to make it a little bit better. Why am I trying to play by their rules, their standards? I don't know what's going on on the back end. I don't know if, you know, their family's falling apart. I don't know if they're miserable. And when you start talking to some of these people behind the scenes, you start to realize, holy crap. Holy crap. Like they got issues just like me. And so we start to frame it. Would I be willing to trade all of my issues for the issues that they have? And the answer is no. I would keep my issues. Yeah, I'd keep you put your shit on the table and I put my shit on the table. I'm gonna keep my shit. No, no, give me this right. Poker, <laughs> poker match, and no, I'm pulling back. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling back. That, that was a gamble that wasn't worth having. And so, yeah, 
this is this is coming from someone who are you into the enneagram or no yes i'm a three i'm a three there you go. <laughs> so she understands the language right yes. so i'm a three and so you you understand that some of the comparison doesn't come necessarily of i want to be them no. but more so i just want to see if i'm doing it right yes yes i just want to see if i'm doing it right yeah and so man they did it in six months oh man it's taking me it's taking me seven and a half like i'm screwing up i'm not doing this right i'm not doing this right yep and that's detrimental you go crazy because it's always me versus me yes so i'm like okay well if i'm, I'm using you as a measuring stick mm -hmm. So if that measuring stick says this by that time, like I'll, I'll tell you them. Okay. Mm -hmm. I will tell you one of the most riveting things for me recently that <laughs> I got threw up. I was at a mastermind and we were going over uh, re revenue and projections. And when I saw that there was a possibility based on the month that we were in for 2022, that if I go at the rate that I'm at, that I could potentially only make a quarter more than what I made last year and not double it. Oh, bitch, I was mad. I was yeah. mad. I was like, yeah. I was like, no, 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 not with, nope. Cause I've, I've doubled my, I've doubled down on my time. Yeah. I've doubled down on my efforts. Yeah. I've doubled down on my equipment. What do you mean? I'm not doubling down You're on like, revenue. How? And I was like, no, 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 that's not how this works. Like, yeah. but it's, 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 and I love what you just said, because what I heard you say from what you said, what I took from it is Instead of being the me that's normally me, this three in us, right? Mm -hmm. And any human, you could take it from human design to Enneagram to all the things we're yeah. probably very aligned, is the normal me wants to use whatever measuring stick exists out there for what is considered successful in this realm mm -hmm. to me that like, I'm like, yeah, that's deemed successful to me. Yes. Therefore, I'm going to follow that method or that way. And that didn't work the same way for me versus... I'm realizing I'm willing to slow it down in comparison because I don't want to sacrifice other things mm -hmm. and I want to keep some of my balance in life. I want to learn a little more along the way. And now I'm going to decide that maybe the result is not as important mm -hmm. as I'm making it. And maybe I'm going to enjoy the journey a little bit mm -hmm. more. So AKA I'm, AKA, mm -hmm. I'm okay with the slower grind, yep. For the same result, um, maybe in a different manner. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Because when I watch you, I feel like that's what I'm watching you're doing is you're like, I'm going to build my business, love my family, love my kids, and not over exhaust myself in the process of trying to do any of it. And I'm not going to skip the line. Not going to skip the line. And you have to choose it every day. Every single day. I choose day. my wife every day. She chooses me every day. I choose to, you know, go to work every day. It's choosing it. This is so good. I love this. All right. So, because I could talk to you all day. <laughs> seriously. No, seriously. We can. So, um, one, leave them with one piece of advice, anything personal, business, um, spiritual, and then where they can, I mean, we said it earlier, but where they can follow you and where they can learn more about your insights inner circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, InsightInnerCircle.com. If you guys wanted to get on a, on a call with me and my team, like it's there. Like you guys are pretty smart. You guys know where to find it. Yep. But the whole purpose of this was really just to, if you're listening to this, and I and I'll leave you with this. One of the reasons why it's been so difficult for you, uh, you know, to be at peace with how you've been designed and who you and who you've been designed to be is because you've never seen that version out there. And the reason why you've never seen that version out there because that version doesn't exist. We are all, um, we're all just uh, what I would say. Uh, you uh, uniquely designed mm -hmm. where there is no other copy of you. And so I would rather be a uh, 
pretty much the lowest version of what I think I can be than the best version of someone else. Because at the end of the day, it's still going to be watered down. And what ends up happening is that when we attach our values and who we think we are based off of what someone else is and who they are, guess what happens? If they fall, you've completely shattered your entire identity. And so that's going to creep into your business. That's going to creep into your marriage. That's going to creep into your personal life. So I challenge you to be okay with not knowing who you are because no one knows who you are. And that's where you're allowed to screw up along the way. Because you get to decide. You get to decide. My mentor always says you're one of one. You are Your USP is that you are one of one. And that's why you can try to outrun it. You can name it, give it a business name all you want. You can try to build a legacy around something that is not you. But at the end of the day, it is you. You are one of one. This could be your worst trait or your very best. It can be your strength or your weakness. It's truly up to you. So I love to watch you stand in your strength, which is you. And your impact and your purpose and the way you help people and the way you've helped me just by showing up and being you. So I thank you for being a guest. Thank you for having me on. I thank you for showing people how to be rich in real life. Let's not be broke. Let's grow these businesses and let's scale them the right way. And uh, until next episode, thank you, Eric. Thank you.